Hello and welcome, fellow film buffs. I'm Zach Droll, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow cinephile, Hunter Vanalirup. Yo. We are the box office losers. Each and every week, we deep dive into the movie sphere to watch and review any and all films to ever grace the silver screen. This week and month, we're doing horror movies. But this week in particular, it's Scream. Hell yeah, dude. The OG meta horror film. Let's go. This is the one that started all the parodies and all the self-awareness. And I love it. I love this film. I I like this. I I sat through it. I'm like, this is my first time actually watching it not on TV or anything. This is my first time watching it through 100%. Every once in a while, I catch the end or I'll catch the beginning. I think I've seen Drew Barrymore die like eight times. And I've only seen the movie 100% once, and it was this morning. <laughs> I saw it yesterday, no, last night. Uh, yeah, th- I I thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, I will I will say my notes when, when we get to my notes that I found out that was pretty interesting. But, uh, Hunter, do you want to kick us off with this overview? Yep, yeah, give me a one sec to finish up what I was doing. I was writing out my review. <clears throat> Alright, so Scream is an American meta-horror media franchise that com- that comprises four slasher films and another one coming and a television series, merchandise, and a video game for the fourth film. They made a video game? Yo. Interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna go find that shit. The film Same. was created, the film series was created by Kevin Williamson. The first four films were directed by Wes Craven. The series stars Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette. It also has Matthew Lillard, Drew Barrymore, Jamie Kennedy... Skeet Ulrich and Rose McGowan. The film grossed six hundred and eight million dollars worldwide in box offices. Uh, Campbell Cox and Arcane have appeared in all five entries to date as Roger L. Jackson, who voices the various Ghostface killers. The film follows Sidney Prescott in her war against a secession of murderers who adopt the guise of Ghostface to stalk and torment their victims. Sidney receives support from town deputy and later sheriff Dewey Riley, who is her friend's brother, tabloid reporter and writer Gail Weathers, who's a bitch until the last second, and film geek Randy Meeks, who is too smart for his own good, along with various friends, romantic partners, and other acquaintances that change as the series progresses. But we're only talking about the first film, and we'll get more yes. into a lot more stuff on just the first film in the notes section. But the overview... Talking about Scream, baby. I don't know if we're ever going to be able to cover all five, but I want to cover all of them at some point because I want to watch the new movie in order after we watch all the others. So, Well, so. like what? Scream 5 is slated for 2022? Yeah, so we got a year. <laughs> we can probably, like, hey, maybe next next Spooktober month we'll do a Scream marathon. Ooh, baby. Yeah, I, um... So I'm I'm gonna bring on this part of the notes right now just before getting into the the, the meat of it. So uh, David Arquette, who played Dewey Riley, he actually was not slated to originally play Dewey. David Arquette was originally casted for the role of Billy, who was, as we know, is the main killer in the film. Spoilers. <laughs> it was it's it's really interesting to hear that because um I I watched an interview with David Arquette. And he was like, "No, this this role is not meant for me. I, I I'm more interested in Dewey. Dewey was originally supposed to be this dumb jock who is now a deputy, and didn't play off that way. He ended up being a goofball. This, in a way, kind of also typecasted 
David Arquette for future roles down the line. Yeah, as lovable goofball cops. <laughs> yeah, or or just as the, the lovable goofball, which is... David Arquette is a lovable goofball. If you've seen any interviews with him, mm-hmm. he's just a, a guy who just who's fun. Yeah, that's my little fun notes for you guys to uh, to know. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of the real notes, which are fun, you know, I actually I've never seen any of the Scream movie except for this one, and like I said, I didn't fully see it until this morning. I just saw bits and pieces, but. I watched the entire Scream TV show. <laughs> oh, no. It's not bad. I swear to God, it's not bad. Season 1 and Season 2 follow the same set of characters, and it's <laughs> actually kind of good. And then Season 3 follows a whole different set of characters, and they use the classic Ghostface look rather than the revamped Ghostface look. I like the show. It's on Netflix. I suggest checking it out. But uh, it's not that good. It's just okay. Yeah, it's... I, I, I saw it, I saw it, I'm like, no, I, I don't want to see this. The season Cause... 1 is really, really good. Season 2 drops it a little bit. But season 3 is just like, eh. Because you get a whole bunch of different characters. So Yeah. Season 3 actually plays out more like a slasher film than the first two seasons, though. Because season 1 and season 2 follow like a conspiracy about, el- about the Elephant Man and... Uh, the main character's mom sleeping with the original Ghostface killer, and then what the fuck? Oh, it's fucking crazy, dude. Okay, it is crazy. And then season two is just this kid gets murdered, and his twin brother is getting targeted by Ghostface, who is like revealed to be someone. I don't want to spoil, but it's like, what the fuck? Why? It's kind of cool. Season three is more of a slasher film. Season one and two is more of a horror thriller. Like, didn't that have like? Emma Roberts in it, or Emma Stein? No, it had or... someone who looks like Emma Roberts, though. I forget what okay. her name is, but she looks pretty much like Emma Roberts. Okay, I was like, yeah, wasn't was she in this? It was, it was on MTV, right? Yeah. It came uh... out around the same time as, like, the Teen Wolf stuff. And Vampire Diaries and all of that. It's basically Scream if it was a CW shit. show. <laughs> All right, do you want to jump on to our notes, Zachariah? Yeah. Hell Wes yeah. Craven reinvented and revitalized the slasher horror genre with this modern horror classic, which managed to be funny, clever, and scary as a fright ma- as a fright mask knife maniac stalks high school students in the middle in in middle class suburbia. Craven is happy to provide both uh, tension and self parody. As the body count mounts, but the victims aren't always the ones you'd expect. Yo, I, just watching this film with like the the whole like comedy clever. It's actually like a legit funny movie. There are a bunch of scenes where Ghostface just keeps getting hit with doors, and I was laughing out loud. There's because there's a scene near the end in like the third act where they're at a house party, and um I forget what her name is the the best friend. She, uh, who? She no 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 yeah yeah she threw the beer bottle at his dick. <laughs> oh yeah that too but no she um slams the freezer door in his face and he fucking like does a backflip and lands. There's one where um the main character God I don't remember anybody's name Sydney Prescott um, yeah Sydney Prescott's character she's running away and he just slams the door it's just it's so much door slamming in this movie it's fucking hilarious and Ghostface just I th- takes it. <laughs> 
I will say the only time I actually had a legit jump scare was at the beginning, and that's when he threw the chair through the back window. Oh, there, there are no jump scares for me because I've seen the opening a bunch of times, so I was like, I'm I, I have. Th- this I know, was my, uh, this was my first time actually legitimately seeing the film. Mm-hmm. So like that was the only part that got me, which just like cause I, I was focused and out of nowhere I just see a chair fly through like, a back window, and I'm like, oh, great. Because cool. at first you don't think it's a chair, you think it's gonna be him jumping through the window, and you're like, yeah. "Fuck!" And then it's just a chair, and you're like, "Okay." <laughs> and then there's um. And, and who would have thought Drew, Drew Barrymore would not be the lead, and then she dies at the beginning? <laughs> well, that was the point, and that set a new precedent for the meta horror stuff, where it's like you cast someone huge, and then they die at the beginning. In the Scream TV show, Bella Thorne is at the is in the is the first victim. Mm. It, it shows her hanging out at her pool. She like gets into her bathing suit and she's hanging out. And all of a sudden, she gets a call from her boyfriend and screams. And Ghostface is on the phone. And then she gets fucking beheaded in her hot tub. And that's how they start off the franchise, uh, the the TV show, because they're like, we need someone who people know, who is not too popular because it's MTV, and obviously hot. So they were just like, boom, done. And I was like, what? Yeah. I thought Bell Thorne was the main character. This is crazy. And they do that with a bunch more of the uh, slasher films nowadays, where they introduce you to a character, and they're like, just kidding, not them. Like, uh, the reboot to Friday the 13th, uh, with Jared Padalecki, not Jared Padalecki, um, you know, Jared Padalecki as the main guy. In the beginning, in the first ten minutes, it's like a bunch of famous actors you know the faces of, and they all get murdered, and then it jumps to a bunch of new people. Well, hell, it's like, like, um, I want to bring up this, like, uh, since I, I I don't know too much about like the other half of Scream, this costume is still popular to this day. Oh yeah, no. Th- this it's, Halloween it's costume everywhere. is what like twenty. What this movie came out in ninety six. I don't it's think like, this costume was originally made for the movie. I think the movie the costume was already in stores and they just took it and went, we're gonna use this. It, it's kind of like the Michael Myers mask. That was a fucking like. That, that, that was a William Shatner face that just painted white. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I like how, like, the, like when you see certain things, like, the, this costume, like, what well, this movie came out in 96, I think. Yeah, n- yeah, 96. So it's, like, 26 years old? Yeah, uh, 16, 14, 14. I don't know. It, it's old. <laughs> it came out in 96, so what, that was uh, about, like, 20-something years old. And this costume is still being worn by, like, people to this day. Yeah. I, I, I like it. It's 24. Yeah. Uh, getting more into the meat and potatoes, I'll, I'll continue yeah. on with the notes. Uh, the, the first Scream was released in December 20th in 1996 and became the first highest-grossing highest slasher film in the world. Second to the Halloween movie that came out last year. Two years ago. Two, you know, it, it, it was originally came out in 2019. But it was filmed in 2018. I think they had, they had to push it back a few bit. Because mm. of the gun violence shit. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, but it, it's second behind the, mo- the most recent Halloween film. That's that's crazy to think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the second entry to Scream 2 was released on December 12th, 1997. <laughs> a year later. <laughs> pretty much. Which was less than a year after its predecessor, the third um, installment, Scream 3, was released on February 4th, 2000, 
and originally the concluding it was originally the concluding chapter of the series 11 years later the franchise was revitalized with a fourth installment scream 4 which was released on April 15th 2011 and astoundingly and astonishingly TV series <coughs> excuse me scream which followed new characters and settings aired three seasons on MTV and VH1 from 2015 to 2019 a fifth installment um, with the uh, original. Thank you. Provisional title Scream 2022 is due to re- is due to release on January 14th, 2022. You know what sucks about that release date? January is where films go to die. So I hope this is not one of those films. I hope this is a film that starts off 2022 with a bang. You know what I mean? And it might. Who knows? Hopefully, or they it might does. just push it back. Yeah, they, they, they might push it to February or even yeah. push it back to December. Let's keep, like, the consistency of the of its release dates. I'd push it up to de- to December 2021. That's what I would do, personally. Because yeah. it's, what, it's a month earlier? You can definitely get it done a month early if you guys fucking go hammer time. So, It entered development in 2019 with filmmakers Matt... I'm ben not even going to... Ch- Olpin. <laughs> yep, there you go. Thank you, Hunter. And Tyler <laughs> Gillette. Uh, signed to direct with um, Guy Busick. B- Busick and James Vanderbilt writing the scream. R- writing the, sc- writing the, the screenplay. screenplay. <laughs> the filmmakers the are. Creator. The directors are actually the directors of Ready or Not. So I hope Samara Weaving gets to be in this in some way, shape, or form. I love Ooh. her. <laughs> the original creator, uh, Kevin w- w- Wilsonson. Uh, Returning as as an executive producer, it will be the first film in the series not directed by Wes Craven, who died in the year 2015. Crazy. We're going to have I, the first I, I Scream film not directed by Craven, Craven. but this is a, but this is a uh, pretty good... we we got a good set of directors, so... I, I and also, we'll like, fine. going off what I heard, we have most of the original cast. Yeah, we have everybody except for Matthew Lillard, I think. Well, yeah, because Matthew Lillard movie. died. Well, yeah, but I'm he, saying he everyone besides... He had a TV besides... dropped on his head. <laughs> yeah, it was everybody besides, like, you know... And, and he also Billy, Billy Loomis got shot in the face, so spoilers for and, when we get to the plot, but... <laughs> and he had a phone thrown at him. You threw a phone at me, you dick! <laughs> did you really call the police? You bet your My ass mom and dad are gonna be so mad! <laughs> <laughs> this film is quotable. Matthew Lillard deserves more than he gets, man. Oh yeah, he was—he's was, an he underrated was, character. He was phenomenal in that film. He's the best character in that film. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. He fucking—he doesn't phone it in. He's fucking one hundred percent. Oh, he's so good in that film. I—I I, I wish he got more uh, stuff going on. Well, hey, he—he he will forever live in our heart as uh, Shaggy. Like Scoob. Yeah, he, he well, hey, when we get to reviewing that film, he is the best live action Shaggy, hands down. You think we're going to review the James Gunn Shaggy, the Scooby Doo movies? Yes, we will. <laughs> Definitely. That'll be part of our 420 month. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Dude, on April, we're going to do all stoner movies. So, like Pineapple Express, we'll do Paul, maybe. We'll Basically, do Cheech and Chong Ro- to do. Any Seth Rogen films classic. in there, Cheech and Chong. Uh, Harold and Kumar, uh, Scooby Doo. We might just, just double up on episodes that day. We might just do like, Cheech and Chong one and two as one episode. <laughs> yeah, if anything, if we have more ideas, we'll probably just double up. Do Friday one episode, Saturday another episode. 
Yeah, that'd be fun. Just to like double up and get the most out of 420. 420! All right, continue on. That's my friend. So Williamson's original script for the first movie was brought was bought by Miramax and developed under Dimension Films, label by Bob and Harvey Weinstein, ah! who recruited Craven to direct. Craven turned <laughs> Craven in turn recruited composer Marco Beltrami to score the film. This team went on to be involved in every film of the series, though Williamson was forced to take a smaller role in Scream 3 due to his commitment to other projects, with Aaron Kruger replacing him as screenwriter. Kruger also provided uncredited rewrites for Scream 4. Craven ran into conflicts with Motion Pictures Association of America over the series and was forced to reduce the violence in Scream 3 due to the Columbine High School Massacre, resulting in increased focus on violence in media. Scream became notable for its use of established and recognizable actors, which was uncommon for slasher films at the time. They basically went, yeah, we're going to use a bunch of famous actors and murder them. That's what that note is. Yeah. Because <laughs> they had David Arquette. Um... Skeet Ulrich was popular at the time because he was like a teen heartthrob. Matthew Lillard was rising up. Drew Barrymore, obviously. Looks like a young um, Johnny Depp. Yeah, I thought it was Johnny Depp at first, and I was like, I was sitting there, I was like, is that Johnny Depp? I was like, no, no, he's in the the Nightmare on Elm Street movie. He dies in the bed. I was like, that's fucking Jughead's dad. That's Skeet. (laughs) It it, it looks so weird, though. Like, I'm looking, I'm like, he he has like the same, like, jawline as him. Yeah, same cheekbone, same jawline. Yeah. It's handsome. It's handsome, man. <laughs> it's such like, ah, uh, I, I, I like this film a lot. I'm so sorry. Like, this is like, it's like w- w- whenever I get to see a film like for the first time, I get all giddy about it. Because yeah, like, I go, like, the first time I so saw it all day through and I was like, this is way better than people said it was. A yeah. lot of people said, no, get me wrong, it was great. But I was like, this is like one of the best films I've seen in a while. To be fair, I did not rate it a 10. But it's still a great film. <laughs> hey, neither did I, but I gave it a fair rating. Yeah, we did both give it very fair ratings. Dude, did you see the, uh, did, you got the Freddy Krueger reference in the, um, in the school, yes. right? Yes, I did. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> he's like, hey, what the fuck's wrong with you? And he's like, you're talking to me? He's like, no, I'm not talking to you, Fred. <laughs> Had the hat, the jacket. I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Oh, dude, and Henry, uh, Henry Winkler was the principal in this one. Yes, I, I forgot to list them off as the cast. I, I was going through the cast. I'm like, okay, I want to make sure I get, like, the main people. Yeah, the main guys. Lillard, Randy, etc. Not Randy. Uh, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Scream and Scream 2 received critical acclaim, while Scream 3 and 4 received mixed response, with Scream 3 in particular being considered by most critics and fans to be the overall weakest in the franchise. I think that's because they had to drop a lot of the violence that the franchise yeah. was known for at the time. Because of all the stuff that was going on with the media and the Columbine stuff. Yes. So, you gotta take it with a grain of salt. It could have been better if we didn't have to reduce everything. But, yes. it is what it is. They're still all great films, even if some of them aren't as good. It's like Bill and Ted. They're all great, but the second one isn't as good as the others. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, no, no. Bill and Ted 2 was like, it's a good movie, but it's not the best one. Yeah. Go check out our review on that one if you want to hear our full thoughts. Yes. The first film had been crea- uh, credited with revitalizing the horror media the horror media genre in the late 1990s by combining a traditional slasher film with horror, characters aware of horror film cliches, and a clever plot. It was one of the highest grossing films of 1996 and became the highest grossing slasher film in the world, an honor it held until it was surpassed by 2018's Halloween. 
Its success was matched by Scream 2, which not only broke box office records of the time, but was also considered superior to the original by some critics. Scream 3 fared worse than its predecessors, both uh, critically and financially, with many critics commenting that it had uh, become the type of horror film it originally parodied in Scream and Scream 2, while others praised it for successfully completing the film trilogy. Scream 4 also received mixed reviews with criticism mainly aimed at its use of horror cliches, although many considered it an improvement on Scream 3. The film series had been a recipient of many awards, including a Saturn Award for Best Actress, an MTV Movie Award for Best Female Performance for Campbell, and a Saturn Award for Best Horror Film for the first original Scream. Uh, side note, um, David Arquette also got some blockbuster awards for, for his uh, role in Scream as well. I wonder if the Blockbuster Awards still mean anything now that Blockbuster's not around. <laughs> hey, he he has them somewhere in his garage. So I was gonna I, say, I, dude, if I want a block, if I was an actor and I want a Blockbuster Award, and then like it wasn't his highest steam at the time, and then I put him away, and then right when I hear that Blockbuster was getting closed down, I would put one on the shelf and go, I got one of those, and they don't do those anymore. <laughs> yeah, I I have to bring that up. Though. Yeah, David Arquette won some Blockbuster Awards for, for his role in Scream. Nice, 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 nice. I know, watched, I, I know all of this because I watched. I know all of this because I watched the David Arquette documentary that came out recently. Yeah. Um. Was he a wrestler before or after Scream? Uh. Uh. Keep talking. I'll look up. Um, yeah, because Scream came out in 1996, and I remember seeing David Arquette and him not looking that uh, young he was when a he was wrestling. After Scream, because Ready to Rumble came out in 2000. Because that's what kind of kickstarted the whole entire thing for him. With okay, WCW so. and stuff like that. What was Ready to Rumble? Uh, 2000. No, what was it? Oh, it was a just a wrestling movie. Uh, uh, David Arquette and his friend uh, witness a kind of like uh, uh, their favorite wrestler get kicked out of WCW and they try to bring him back. That sounds pretty cool. Is that the document? Is that the, the documentary style movie where it's nope. half doc, half real? Nope, it's just all comedy. Oh, nice. We can definitely check that one out. I think you have it on the list somewhere. Yes, I do. Yeah, slated for ooh next month. Ooh, ooh. Yes. All right. <clears throat> Any more notes you'd like to add, Zachary? Before we uh, move on to the plot. Nope. I I brought up that that David Arquette was supposed to be Billy, which is like I I'm. In some alternate world, David Arquette was the killer in Scream. There are scenes where he, I want it to be him. Like, there's a scene where he's yeah, like just being creepy in one of the doorways, and I'm like, is this motherfucker, is this motherfucker Ghostface? Yeah. And then it's like, nah. Well, so, like, let's bring out that, that David, that, that, that Dewey, pretty much dies in every single film, but somehow lives. He gets stabbed in the back in this film, and then you see him getting carted off away into the na- into an ambulance, and I'm like, nice. He, he <laughs> pretty he much he, he gets fucked up in every single Scream movie and manages to live. Well, I think that's a joke now. After, like, the first two, they're like, okay, let's make the other ones funny, yeah. and we'll, let's have him get smashed up. Because he's, he's in the fifth one, so. Yes. Yo, what if he dies in the fifth one? I will I, I will cry. <laughs> I will actually cry tears. <laughs> He'll be the only one crying in a horror movie. Yes. <laughs> really no, crying for the wrong Dewey. reasons. Not Dewey. No, Officer Dewey. 
like his like I, I I love talking about his role since like it's it's interesting to see like what, what it was supposed to be, hearing from it, and now seeing what what it was portrayed as. Mm-hmm. It, it it is cool to see like you know David Arquette was he supposed to be like the dumb jock and he ended up turning it a role that could have been easily small time beans into like big beans. You know what I mean? What well, no, like since. Going off by his words, I I, I I watched um when when he was when that when it came up, he was like w- w- Wes Craven wanted him for Billy, mm-hmm. and David Arquette said no, like that's not me, I I can't I, I don't see myself as him. But then when he was reading the script, he saw Dewey. He's like that's that seems like a pretty fun role. I could do some fun stuff with that. Mm-hmm. And with Wes Craven being the awesome guy that he is. He was like, you know what? Okay, let's put. I, I'm giving you. I'm. I'm giving you this role. Have fun with it. Nice, nice. And nice. And, and we got a very <laughs> iconic character. I think we got other iconic characters in this as well. Besides, um, not Casey Becker. Uh, Sydney Prescott. We got. Um, oh God. Uh, we, Stu. Stu yeah, is Stu. fantastic in this film. Dude, Matthew Lillard blows it out of the fucking park. Yes, yeah, Every he, scene uh, he's in is the best scene in the film because he's just going crazy. He's got like that, yeah, and he sticks his tongue out like eight times in the film. He's got, oh, mom and dad are going to kill me. Like, oh, it's just so good. He's so good. And then Skeet is great as uh, Billy. Billy yes. Loomis, I feel like, is an under uh, rate, underrated character in this film as well because he's suspicious from fucking day one. Right when that phone falls out of his pocket, I'm like, if you're the killer, you're a fucking idiot. Why didn't you ditch the fucking phone in the bushes and come back for it later, you... Uh, uh, the, the only thing idiot. that kind of threw me off from him being the killer was the, the timing between Ghostface not being in Sydney's uh, doorway and to him appearing at the window. That was the only well, yeah, thing no, that kind of threw me off. Yeah, the time is really fast, but... That's then we just... realized that both Stu and Billy were... Oh, yeah, no, it's both of them. So yeah. It, it makes sense on why. Because then they, they try to throw you that curveball. That where, it's the dad. Um, and I'm like, whoa! No, 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 they, they throw you that curveball where uh, Billy gets stabbed by Stu. And you're yes. like, oh, shit, it wasn't Billy. And then it's revealed to be Billy. And you're like, yeah, I fucking knew it. <laughs> or or the red herring of the, of the, the dad. father. Yeah. Dude, and then... When Billy and Stu explained their plan onto why they were going to blame the dad and why it makes sense, I was like, these these guys thought about this. They, they, they watch horror movies. They yeah, watch like, all they, this. They, like, the disgruntled father, after, a year after the anniversary of his dead wife, goes on a killing rampage and kills a bunch of kids, and I'm like, that makes sense. But why they, would they he kill his daughter? have the dad's car. I don't know. Murder, revenge porn, something? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> you remind me of her. Stab, stab, stab. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. <clears throat> uh, the plot. You want to get onto the plot? Yeah. A uh, high school oh, yeah. student, Casey Becker, receives a flirty phone call from an unknown person during which they discuss horror movies. However, the caller turns sadistic and threatens her life. He reveals that her boyfriend, Steve, is being held hostage and demands she answers questions about horror films. After Casey gets one wrong, Steve is murdered. When Casey refuses to answer more questions, she is murdered by the masked killer. Her parents come home shortly after to find her corpse hanging from a tree. Bum, 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 bum. Scream. So, I, I, I actually like 
the, the, the questions movie. he answered. He's like, who was the killer on Friday the 13th? And he's like, Jason, Jason. And he's like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and nope, it was Mrs. Voorhees. Technically true. I know. Like, hey, was it wrong? But that, that's such a good, like, nod good, to anybody who knows movies. Yeah, it's also a good trick question. Yes. Uh, following that, following that day, the news media descends on the town, and police investigation begins. Meanwhile, Sydney Prescott struggles with the impending first anniversary of her mother's. Uh, was that her mother's Maureen? Okay, uh, I I thought that was supposed to be another word for a moment. Oh no, my no, brain it, shut it, off. They set this sentence up weird. Because we totally wrote this. Sorry, we, we wrote yeah. it wrong from Wikipedia. Yeah. It says uh, impending first anniversary of her mother's murder Maureen's by former murder, lover. Murder. Her mother Maureen's death murdered by blah, blah, blah. By... It's structured weird. Okay, sense. so I'm going to read off by her pending, by the impending first anniversary of her mother's murder by her lover, uh, Cotton Weavy. Or Weary. Yeah. Um, while waiting at home for her friend... Uh, her name is Tatum? Tatum Riley. Bad God. first name. Sorry. Fucking Christ. These names. I didn't know her name was Tatum. I just know she was related to Dewey. While waiting for her friend Tatum, Sydney uh, receives a threatening phone call. After she hangs up, she is being attacked by the killer, but manages to evade them. Sydney's boyfriend, Billy, arrives shortly after, but after he drops his cell phone, Sydney suspects him of making the call and flees. Billy is arrested, and Sydney spends the night at Tatum's house, which she receives another threatening call. Bum, bum, bum. God, this paragraph is fucking long. That paragraph um, basically described the entire first act after the cold yes. open. We see Sydney um, talking to her friends and about how uh, Casey was killed. We see the we get the introduction of all of her friends. We then um, see the the first attack on Sydney's life, where Billy shows up at the end, and then we probably Stu is involved in that one, and it's it's just cool to see. Plus, then the call that uh, when she gets to Tatum's house, where Billy is arrested, um, th- there's a nice nod to this uh, later on in the film where she he goes, oh no, I, I used my one phone call to call my dad. And he's like, yeah, but I didn't get an answer because uh, someone else was calling his dad. But in reality, the phone call was um, to Sydney's house, uh, to Tatum's house, to yeah. threaten um, everybody. And then Stu shows up in the costume. So it looks like Billy's innocent because Billy couldn't have done it if he wasn't there, but Billy still did the phone call. Uh, I want to talk about that scene because after, like, after Billy hangs up the phone, you see Dewey put the phone and goes, Hello? Who is this? No answer. <laughs> I really... <laughs> Dewey... <laughs> He's great. He's great in this film. Because, like... Because... The phone is, the phone gets hung up. He goes, Hello? No! Dewey... Buddy... Hey, man, he tried. He was just the deputy. <laughs> He wasn't the captain yet, still inexperienced, and he's only if, 25. If, if you want to continue on for, like, the second half notes. Yeah. The next day, Billy is released, and suspicion shifts to Sydney's father, Neil Prescott, as the calls have been traced to his phone, and also he wasn't in the hotel he said he was going to be staying at, and they couldn't find his car. We find out more about that later. 
School is suspended in the wake of the murders after the students have left the school. Oh, yeah, so um, after we see someone try to attack Sydney in the bathroom after everyone's calling her uh, everyone's calling her crazy, we uh, have Henry Winkler, who plays Principal Hembry, um, tell everybody that school's out until the investigation's over just for everybody's safety. You know, stay home. There's a curfew in town. You know, don't go out. Yeah. So, after that, the students leave, and the killer stabs Principal Hembry to death in his office, after we get to see a little cool Freddy Easter egg that we talked about prior. Hey, there's nothing wrong, Fred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw that, I was like, what? You know what would have been great if they actually got Robert Englund to do it? Oh my gosh, yes. That would have been fucking oof. He'd have be like, what do you want, bitch? <laughs> so... Um, Tatum's boyfriend, Stu Maysher, who's played by Matthew Lillard, throws a party to celebrate the school's closure in his house up in, like, a remote area of their town. The party is attended by Sidney Tatum, their friend Randy Meeks, who works at the movie, um, who works at the video store. Yeah, he's basically us. He knows too much about movies, and, uh, he's he's, he's a little stupid. But it's okay, he's great, and he doesn't die, so yay. And uh, many other students. Reporter Gail Weathers then attends an uninvited to cover the situation as she expects the killer to strike. Gail Weathers is introduced um, when the media shows up, and that is Courtney Cox with her um, cameraman, who I forget the actor's name, but he, uh, I think it's like Frank is the character. Who is also, and... um, this is David Arquette's ex-wife, too. This is how they met. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, Courtney Cox. I, I didn't know they were together or not. Yes, they were. They were married... Up until Scream, I think, 4, they got divorced. Oof. Yep. Big sad. Oh, no, she looks good in this film, though. I was like, yes. damn, Courtney Cox, you still got it. Even though this is 96. <laughs> but, uh, so she shows up. She then, um, it's revealed that she's writing a book about the murder of Maureen and the frame job of Cotton, because she doesn't believe Cotton was the murderer, and we find out that's also true later on it's part of billy's plan so that's super cool that we get to see like oh man so technically uh sydney did convict a innocent man and the book is going to be super popular because of those two things so we see sydney punch her in the face and then we see um her show up at the party with a camera to try to spy on everybody yes uh tatum's brother deputy sheriff dewey riley also looks uh out for the murder at the party the killer corners Tatum in the garage and murders her by crushing her neck with the garage door. She's so fucking stupid. Like, oh, yeah. When, when I saw the cat door was there, I was like, she's going to try to fit through that. And then it, it, it doesn't come up for another five minutes because there's a little action scene where she's like low-key flirting with the killer because she thinks it's Randy. And then the killer is like, no, I'm going to stab you. Yeah, wait, so also, that I, fight, that's where you hit her with the uh, the fridge door, and then she throws the fucking beer bottles at his dick in his face. Dude, and those bottles smash so hard. Are they, I, like, if I threw a bottle at you, it would not break. You would have a fucking concussion. So, I, I want to bring this up. Now, not once, but twice, does Randy get, like, get, like, accused of being the murderer, but also gets flirted with by these two girls. Yeah, right? <laughs> Sydney I'm so confused. On the phone when she thinks Randy's on the phone, and I'm like, Randy's a low-key player, ain't he? <laughs> Randy's yeah, like, obviously she... choice number two for both the girls. <laughs> she goes like, yeah, I, I, I like what you're doing with your voice, Randy. It's kind of sexy. And I'm like, 
Um, I, cause I, I thought, I thought you, I thought Randy was Billy for a moment, cause my yeah. brain shut off. Yeah. I'm like, okay, then, and then she, t- then fucking Tatum is is now thinking Ghostface is Randy, huh? Dude, they were one line away from having sex. I swear to God, they were. <laughs> I was waiting for Tatum to just be like, all right, take the mask off, let's have sex, and I was like, oh my god. And uh, it, it it is known that um Billy was the one who killed Tatum. Because yes. Stu was attending the party with Randy, keeping everybody busy. This is where Billy sneaks in, drops the car off, and then Billy shows up after Tatum is murdered, and then Stu takes over. Once he goes, I'll be back, and he leaves. And I'm like, that's a cool line. Good for I, him. I think I think Stu was a little bit like low key pissed that he, that Billy killed Tatum. Oh yeah, because uh, she was hot. Yeah, <laughs> hence why like, he kind of stabbed him weird. Yeah, there was a scene in um. During the scene where she's dying, she tries to, like, squeeze through the cat door, and I'm like, her butt is too big for that. She's not going to make it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I saw her going in. I was like, nah, she ain't making it, chief. <laughs> and then when he takes the door up, I was like, is she is she going to get, like, because it, it shows you her arm and her boobs are through the, um, the, dog, the, the cat door slash doggy door, yeah. and... Then her neck breaks, and I'm like, did she fall out a little bit? Or were they just like, we technically can't cut someone in half because it's not that strong. It would just set, it would just like hurt their back a lot. So we'll make it so her neck gets caught, and then she hangs there. And I'm like, that body would definitely have, uh, her, her head would have ripped off and fallen, for sure. Yeah. It was like, no way. <laughs> Ugh. Where were we? Tatum's brother, blah, blah, blah. Corners are crushing her neck with a garage door. Billy arrives to speak with Sydney privately, and the two ultimately consummate their relationship, while Dewey and Gale investigate a nearby abandoned car, where Dewey and Gale have strong sexual tension. (laughs) Very strong. Uh, Many party attenders are drawn away after hearing news of Himbry's death, leaving only... Sydney, Billy, a drunk Randy watching Halloween, Stu and Gail, oh, Stu and Gail, and then the cameraman, Kenny, who's sitting in the garage, who did not deserve to die. I was like, no, he's just eating Cheetos mind so, his own business. Can we, can we, I, I, I want to mention how much of, like, assholes these fucking kids are. Oh, like, yeah. Our, our, our principal's the, dead? And he's hanging from the football goalposts. I was like. If my principal died and his body was hanging from the goalpost, I'd be like, I don't want to fucking go back to school. <laughs> yeah, no. It's fucked up. And they're like, let's go see they're his like, corpse. Oh. I'm like, what the actual god? I mean, it's a comedy. So it's supposed to be like, what yeah. the fuck? But like, uh, come on, man. Super weird. After, after having sex, Sydney and, Bell, Sydney and Billy are attacked by the killer. Bow, who, bow, um, bow. Ostensibly. Who, uh, thank you. Who ostensibly kills Billy. Cindy narrowly escapes baby. seeks help from Kenny, but the killer slashes his throat. Cindy then flees again. Gail and Dewey have discovered that the car belonging to Neil Prescott, Gail, um, returned to the house. They believe Neil is the killer and have come to the party to continue uh, his spree. Gail tries to escape in her van, but drives off the road, avoiding hitting Cindy and crashes. Can we mention how the killer put Kenny's body on top of the fucking van? Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I was like, how did Stu or Billy, Stu at this point, get the body up there? I was like, Matthew Lillard does not look like a strong man, and Kenny was supposed to be a fat character. Like, he dragged his corpse, threw it on the hood, 
stood up more, threw it on top of the car, and hung it down. Yeah. <laughs> like, this man's got muscles. He does make one joke uh, earlier in the film. He's like, I'll protect you guys. Look how ripped I am. And he flexes. And I'm like, you're wearing a sweatshirt. We cannot see your muscles. <laughs> Uh, Sydney uh, and crashes. Meanwhile, Dewey is stabbed in the back while investigating in the house. And Sydney, is t- and Sydney takes his gun. Stu and Randy appear and accuse each other of being the killer. Sydney retreats into the house where she finds Billy wounded but still alive. She gives Billy the gun and lets Randy into the house. Uh, Billy then shoots Randy. Billy reveals that he is the that that and he, he is. He has faked his injuries, I'll say that. Yeah. And is actually the killer with Stu as his accomplice. Hell fucking yeah, this is a cool reveal. Even though media already spoiled the shit out of this, it's just cool to see um, the reveal firsthand. And I do like the part where um, uh, Kenny is watching the 30-second playback. Like, it's 30 seconds delayed. And you see Stu... Oh, not Stu. You see Randy um, watching the movie and like, turn around, Jamie. Jamie, you got to turn around. He's right behind you. And I then know. we see Ghostface walk in and then we hear um, something in the background. And that's when Stu, as Ghostface, leaves the room. And then we see it jumps to Kenny who sees the things like, dude, holy shit, you got to turn around. And then uh, Sydney comes into the van. Then they watch Jamie Kennedy's character, Randy, survive. While Ghostface then chased them outside, that's when Kenny dies. And then we don't see Randy actually get attacked by Ghostface, but we know that he does get attacked because he shows up with um, blood on him and he's limping. And that was a that was a bit of a red herring, a small bit where Randy shows up and he's bleeding. I'm like, we didn't see him get slashed, so obviously something's well, he got going the on. Shit be out of him by Gale. Yeah, but he didn't get his fucking legs slashed up like that bad. Well, maybe she ran backwards. over his leg. <laughs> maybe, but no, because we saw he got pushed back. But we can just say, yeah, sure, his leg got ran over. Just for prosperity's sake, because it's weird yes. to be like, oh, he just gets stabbed. Unless Ghostface stabs him, then runs away, changes out of his costume, Stu shows up untouched. Yeah, clean. That was the big one. I was like, clean. I was like, this motherfucker should have stabbed himself in the leg to make it look believable. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, but she, they, they, they do later on stab themselves to prove that uh, Neil was the killer and blah blah blah. I, I love those. Sydney goes, "Now nah, fuck you too." And just closes the door on them. She's like, "Fuck you both," and he's like, "Fuck." So, uh, Billy and Stu discuss their plan to kill Sydney and frame the murder spree on her father, whom they have taken hostage. The pair reveal that they murdered her mother and framed Cotton for it, as she was having an affair with Billy's father, which drove his mother away. Gail who survived the crash, intervenes, and Sydney takes advantage of this to turn the tables on the attackers, knocking out Billy and dropping a television set on Stu's head, which kills him. Okay, he does die. <laughs> I didn't know if he was dead dead. Uh, Randy is revealed to be wounded but alive after he gets shot. And he, dude, that bullet knocks him the fuck back, and he lands on a table and destroys it, and then collapses. I, I was like, say it, um, Randy's Hunt- invincible. Hunter. A CRT fell on Stu's head. Do you forget how heavy and big those are? Yeah, but he gets electrocuted, and then I was like, he could be fine after this. Okay, okay, you have to realize that there's glass and also electrocution. Pretty much, he he had, like, shards of glass in his face, along with being electrocuted. I don't know, man. (laughs) I thought he was alive. I thought he was alive. Fuck you. 
Uh, Randy is revealed to be wounded alive, and he remarks that the killer always resurfaces for one last scare. Billy then awakens and attacks Sydney, but Gale shoots him. I think Sydney shoots him. Yeah. He, oh, here we go. Sydney yeah. takes the gun and shoots Billy in the head, killing him for good. There we go. They mixed up that because um, after he gets up, Gale shoots him, and then B- Randy goes. There's always one last scare. The killer always comes back. He wakes up, and goes ha, and then fucking Sydney's like, "Nope, not on my movie," which kills him a, for good. A clean As shot the sun of that. rises and the police arrive, we see Dewey, who's badly injured, is taken away in an ambulance, and Gale makes an impromptu news report about the night's events. Then we see it pan up into the sky, and then a. F- uh, like a jump scare of Ghostface pops up for two seconds and then rolls credits. That is yeah. Scream. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, this movie was really good. Yes, this was really good. Uh, Hunter, do you want to say your review first? Because I, I, when I saw it, I almost started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm giving my review nine phones hitting stew, you dick, out of ten. <laughs> I'm giving this nine dewy mustaches out of ten. His mustache is, like, awesome but hilarious, right? Yeah. Because it, it, it's... I fucking it, love it, his mustache. It's like a fucking child's mustache, pretty much. Yeah, it's basically, like, I'm the man of the house, I'm gonna grow a mustache, and it's just, like, pencil-thin fucking baby shit, but it was funny. Um, there's a scene in the movie where um, Dewey is talking to his chief. His, his chief is smoking, and he goes, oh, I thought you quit. And then there's a whole little scene with that. But Billy, uh, not Billy, Dewey gets ice cream. And the first scene, David Arquette licks it, he does not lick the ice cream. <laughs> he puts it near his mouth and then pulls it away as it jump cuts to um, the chief, which means the the editor didn't have a fast enough cut away from him licking it. And then Dewey eats ice cream like the weirdest fucking person. He licks it, but like, he goes, eh, and then holds it back. I understand he has to talk. But they've done ice cream in movies where they're like, yeah, and this is what it is. It, oh, it was just weird. I was like, David Arquette does not know how to eat ice cream. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> You're like, I don't know how to react to that. Yeah, I don't know how to react to this. <laughs> but no, so I, I want to go back to Stu's death. A CRT. We had those. I'm going to drop game- a CRTV on your head, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it would kill me. <laughs> we had those in the gaming in the gaming room at Suffolk. I know. I'm we aware. had to move those. <laughs> Did you forget how heavy they were? They are pretty heavy. I just didn't think it was gonna kill them. Cause when I was reading up on the film, it said that Matthew Matthew Lillard is in the franchise, and I thought that he came back in two. Turns out, no, he dies. I thought he was, like, presumed dead, and then he comes back for revenge. That's what I thought. Well, the hell, do you want me to drop a hundred pound weight reading... on your head? That's just me reading notes wrong, man. <laughs> I- I'll drop a hundred pound weight on your head. I'm going to drop a hundred pound dick on your face if you don't shut the fuck up. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, Scream, like, I, I definitely, I enjoyed this, though. Uh. Oh, yeah, no, the comedy was great, the writing was good, the camera stuff was awesome, the cold open with Drew Barrymore, like, the whole, like, red herring, uh, she's the final girl thing was really cool to see, because no one did it before, the meta humor is great, it knows what it is, casting Henry Winkler is great just to kill him off, because he was, uh, the Fonz. Yeah. So, A. It's just cool to see, like, all that kind of, like, meta stuff brought into this, of, the like, the first of its kind, because I love meta horror films. Oh, yeah. Um, in our list, we have one more meta horror film. It's called The Babysitter. I have yet uh, to see that. Came out in, That's it on was Netflix, really right? Good. This, yeah, the sequel came out. 
uh, Babysitter Killer Queen, which not as good. So I have mixed reviews on those, which we'll get to when we talk about the Babysitter. But uh, you know, the Babysitter is really good. I think you'll like it a lot, Zach. It is very meta, very meta. It knows what it is. It's also and it's, like uh, a- directed by Mick G, who did um, uh, a horror movie. I just forget which one he did. Also in um, Halloween ones. In um, also in in retrospect. After Spooktober, we'll be pretty much back to our regularly scheduled classic movie, uh, hour pick, and then a recent film as well. Yeah, barely. And then we go into Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and then and then we're back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah, until when, April. Oh, God. We, sorry. We, we, don't need we, we start off the new year with Baby Driver. <laughs> God <laughs> yeah, damn dude. it. I keep on forgetting Hopefully, we had that. such a good movie, but fucking... It's a great movie. It just sucks that the two main characters were uh, not so great. Fucking pedophiles. But it's all good. <clears throat> Any closing remarks you have on Scream, Zachary? Uh, I hope the fifth one is good. I will be yeah. I, I will be buying this franchise in due time, because I do want to watch it. What's your favorite scary uh, movie? I, I really... I, I hope five is good. Mine is. There he is. He's back. Oh God! What uh, oh, was I dead on your end? I didn't hear you when you were talking. Okay, yeah, so I'm gonna repeat end, it. So I was like, "What's your favorite scary movie?" I'm gonna repeat it. So, um, I, I hope I hope five is good. Oh yeah, I, I want five like... to be fantastic because I've heard two is great. Three and four, besides what we read, I've heard from other people, like firsthand accounts, that they're not as good, but they say four is okay. So I'm excited yeah. to see all of them at some point. So I'm, I'm probably gonna watch them. Uh, not for the show, just in general to watch, and then we'll eventually rewatch them later. Hey, for me, so. I, I'm just, I'm just, I, I found a newfound appreciation for David Arquette, and I, I, <laughs> hey, if, hey, if only I, I was allowed to have us, right, just review his documentary that, that came out, I would do it, but we're not gonna do it. I don't want to review documentaries because it's not, it's, it's just like that's weird. I, I get it. Maybe on like, David, Ar- maybe on David Arquette's birthday, we'll talk about his documentary as like a bonus episode. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll look up that and I'll send it to you. Say, so, yo, his birthday yeah. is this day. All right, Hunter, <laughs> yeah, hit us all. Like, okay, we'll watch it. With that out. So, thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Box Office Losers and Twitter at Box Losers for up to date news, mostly just whatever we post the podcast and any cool little bits and posters. Uh, this week, I did not. I was not able to really find a lot of new Mulan posters because there's only, like, two. So I didn't want to, like, plague it down with too much fan art and stuff. I'll get more into that when we cover the original Mulan. But, uh, yeah. For Scream, I'm going to try to find all the great posters I can for Scream 1. And some cool yes. little fan arts. You also had to send so, me the thumbnail. Uh, yeah, stay on to that. I forgot I had to send that to you as well. But, hey, um, um, on side note, hey, our Mulan, our Mulan review is doing pretty good. So thank you nice. all for for, yeah, for that. Yeah, it's because it's, it's it came out in a relevant area <laughs> where Mulan was like, oh, who's who's talking about this? And coming off by <laughs> our reviews, we had we are in the minority on that. No, we're not. A lot of people said it was a bad movie. Oh, oh, I thought you meant a lot of people were gonna say it was a fantastic movie. I was like, I said it was okay. You said it was a five. I said it was a six, only because I liked uh, the combat. That's because I was on a big martial arts movie kick watching Ip Man. So oh, yes, um. <laughs> to close it out though you, you can follow me though um on twitter at dark same thing on instagram i probably won't follow you back i'll just allow you to see my my, my stuff because I, I i'm like that 
Uh, you can you can also see me every now and then on the sports hit list, uh, mostly on the wrestling program. And yeah, where can they find you, Hunter? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Scruffy Moose Man. I also made a TikTok because I hate myself. You can follow me at Scruffy Moose Man as well. <laughs> you, and... you appeared to my For You page, so I was like, oh. <laughs> You're like, whoa, it's this dude. I know him. Yeah, I, I, I want to get used to myself on camera and get used to my voice. And I hear that um, Vine slash TikTok, because Vine's dead now, it was a good source for a lot of people who are overcoming that kind of anxiety. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll jump on that. I'll try to post one like video a day where I do something stupid. And hell, also so. fo- follow me on um, on TikTok at Dark Shadows I'll, I'll set that up too. I, I have one, <laughs> but it, it's just at Zach, I think. At Zach. Nice. You got the at of just your name. <laughs> I think. Uh, you can also follow my other podcasts that I do uh, Tuesdays, which was yesterday when we filmed this. Uh, I have a PlayStation podcast called Pound That Button. We talked about exclusivity deals in gaming. Uh, today, which is Wednesday when we record. Um, my comic book podcast, Android's Amazing Podcast, that I do through the comic book store I work at, Android's Amazing Comics. We talked about conspiracy theories, and then next week we're going to be talking about uh, villains because we're going to do like a horror-y, kind of like Villains Month uh, for our podcast for uh, October. So definitely check out those two podcasts. And of course, check out Box Office Losers on Apple. Do not forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. Please, please, please. And check us out on YouTube. Because I always forget we have a YouTube channel. Yeah, you you forget, but yet I edit the videos. I edit the audio. Yeah, I just know we have all the other stuff because I uh, I do the um, uploading on Anchor. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you guys so much. Oh, bye bye. Bye bye. Keep being a loser. I don't know. We, we need a catchphrase. <laughs> I'll be right back. Oh! 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 You see, you push the laws and you end up dead.